The Walkabout podcast takes leaders on a journey through the world of adventure, exploration, and self-discovery. Our hope is you too will learn to reflect and ask great questions of yourself and define your own great leadership journey. This is a podcast with a twist that uncovers the key questions that have impacted on a leader's journey. Now here are your hosts, business and leadership coaches, John O'Brake and William Walker for today's Walkabout. Hey, good evening. My name is William Walker and I'd like to welcome you to the Walkabout podcast with my co-host, John O'Brake. G'day. Good Jono. How you doing, mate? Good, brother. You have a good day so far? So far. I, there's not much of it left, man. It's, uh, uh, it's getting late in the evening. <laughs> yes, it is. It's been um, an awesome day. That's that's awesome. I love to hear that, man. It was a uh, it's been a beautiful day down here in Auburn, Alabama for myself as well. Um, I know the weather's been up. I think the weather's supposed to be good where you're at. Yeah. No. Cold and wet. Cold and wet. Yeah. No such thing as bad weather, just bad clothing, mate. Bad clothing. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, right on. <laughs> well, hey, man, I'm excited to kind of get started tonight. Um, you know, we've spent a lot of time talking through what we wanted to do tonight. Um, yeah. And I think our last podcast when we covered the movie Invictus was amazing. And, and, and just to kind of continue down that same line, like the Walkabout podcast is really about how we have – identified that taking intentional time to reflect, you know, which is what a walkabout is. It's about taking that intentional right. moments to walk, to get away, to unplug, go sit in a, in a coffee shop chair and just kind of get quiet. And and what are those questions that you've, you've had to ask yourself or you're, you know, in the back of your head, you hear them getting asked. Yeah. Um, and from that, We've also been able to produce what we call the trip markers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which, which have really come out of just so many fundamental questions in the business journey as, you know, as you and, and I know I have, I've worked on hundreds, maybe thousands of business strategies and marketing strategies and, and uh, different bits and pieces. And uh, yeah. And the questions that consistently get asked. Yeah. So, you know, the, the, as you were saying, the key piece in here is, is, is getting people to reflect, but not just stop and reflect because a lot of people struggle to do that. Right. I know I do. It's like, if you just said, Hey, go and spend an hour reflecting, I'd spend the first 45 minutes trying to shut my mind up. Right. Yeah. And so part of, part of the, the, the thrust of, of the walkabout podcast, we've also got our 92nd questions is just to seed questions that you can ask that can, that, maybe don't necessarily still the mind, but focus mm -hmm. the mind on what you need to reflect on. Yeah, man. And that's, that's so good. You know, so tonight's podcast is, is honestly the process of reflection. Um, and our goal is to honestly walk you through the five trail markers. And we both picked one question that we have been asked or we have, or we asked, of yep. clients and, and business leaders that we work with on a regular basis. Right. Um, and, you know, just to just kind of give you a quick rundown. So you're, you're following where we're going on this is there, the five trail markers are purpose, strategy, people, communication, and then repeatable process. Yeah. And that repeatable process just kind of reinforces that reflection, which is, is, is really awesome. And cycles so, you back and yep. keep going around. Yeah. So without further ado, 
Yeah. Use that word, huh? Fancy word. There we go. There we go. That's legit. Um, let's start with purpose. Mm -hmm. So you look, will you start right there? Your purpose is who you knowing who you are and what guides you. Yeah. So that's really interesting, right? Because when we wrote the questions, then you and I picked the same question. <laughs> so, and, and so maybe I'll come up with another one that, that I think is also important, but, uh, but the, the, who am I supposed to serve? Yeah. Right. And so I love the way you unpack that. Uh, you've unpacked that before, I think on our original podcast and uh, you know, the whole, rather than what's my purpose, who am I supposed to serve? Do you want to unpack that for a minute, William? Yeah. So for me, um, it, it, honestly, you know, the who am I supposed to serve was not something that I come kind of created. I heard it from another podcast. And if you go back and listen to our first podcast, you'll hear the story. Um, but for me, who am I supposed to serve really breaks down all the walls of what is my purpose? What is my purpose is such a big question that it's, it's, it's just intimidating mm. and kind of scary to answer. But when I'm able to ask the question, who am I supposed to serve? I can now start putting actually a face, yeah. a feeling, um, a people group. Yeah. Or, you know, a customer set, you know, if this is if this is in your business, you know, and it really helps define your your own personal vision for yourself or right. for your business. Right. And so that's why I like that question. And it's yeah, really I don't know about you, William, but I've seen I've, you know, like I've asked the question, what's your purpose? Right. And then when they kind of sit and they're a little bit awkward or they're you know, they kind of start to think about it. I said, look, let's reframe this question and really ask the question, who are we supposed to serve? And you see them, sometimes they kind of recoil, right? Because it's like mm -hmm. you say, it's now it's now putting something real. It's putting some skin and bones mm -hmm. onto, or, or flesh and uh, skin and flesh onto this, onto the bones of, you know, what I feel my purpose is. And I think that the whole purpose thing, it's a, it's a very selfish, it's a very self-centered look rather than, you know, this is this is what we're supposed to do, and this is going to guide every step we take. So, very valuable question: Who am I supposed to serve? It is. It is really. It is my favorite question. And every time I'm, I, I mean, I always start with, "Hey, what is your purpose?" Let's let's we're going to work on that. But then, and it's just to kind of get that. Oh, I don't know how to answer that question. And then when I come back, well, hey, look, let's reframe this, just like you said. Yeah. Who are you supposed to serve? It's beautiful to see those lights go on, right? It really yeah. is. It's yeah. so powerful. Yeah. And it's just, it makes the question smaller. Yeah, it really does. You know, I'm like, well, I it makes it smaller, but it also makes it a little more complicated sometimes, too. Yeah. Right. Because it's, because all of a sudden it's real. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it, and it's something that burns inside of you. Um, I, I teach a class here at the university and, one of the things that they loved that when I asked them this question is I started tying it, tying some of that to their roles. Right. Right. And so it's like some of it is easy to tie to their roles and some, but sometimes it's not, you know, yeah. but it really helps start allowing them to start unpacking that urgent and important thing that yeah. we were going to talk about tonight, but yeah. now it's kind of coming back to it, but it's like, Oh, well in that role, it doesn't really fall into who am I supposed to serve? It doesn't, right. they don't fit. So now they're able to start either removing things from their table 
and finding more time to do the things that they want to do, the things right. that bring joys to them, that, that that gives them fulfillment in wherever that is in their life, in their personal or their professional lives. No, agreed. And so there's interesting, you know, like, I mean, in the spirit of having two questions in this section, yeah, one of the other ones I toyed around with was what behaviors will and won't we accept, mm. right? And so that starts to humanize the values discussion oh. and the way we're going to interact. It's not just what, do I, what are my values, right? You know, honesty, integrity, family, um, truth, you know, results, whatever it might be. It's like, so what behaviors will and won't we accept? Because I find that a lot of people come out with a big list of values and, you know, I think, I think it was Patrick Lencioni that talked about the aspirational versus the core values. Mm -hmm. uh, the core values of those things is like, no matter what, I am not, I'm not crossing this line, mm -hmm. right? Your aspirational values are, well, we're figuring out what that actually looks like. So we don't know if we're defining it well or not. You know, a, a great one is, uh, is integrity, right? Now I can do something with absolute hundred percent integrity on my part. And you'll look at it and go, yeah, I'm not so sure about that. Right. Um, and it's not that I've necessarily done anything wrong, illegal or whatever. I may have pushed a boundary, you know, mm. I might've, you know, and, and, and it's triggered something in you and so, and vice versa, by the way. <laughs> but um, so, you know, that's, it's, it's those things. I see a lot of businesses come undone because they don't really discuss, you know, it's kind of the how are we going to behave yeah it, it, i mean it's i love that you framed it that way these 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 aspirational values versus core values yeah core values are definitely non-negotiable things that you're not going to cross like here is what i these are these well are I, I mean one of my core values is my faith right and mm -hmm. so faith drives the journey and so there's there's aspects of my faith if if what i'm doing looks like it's going to push that boundary too far or at all sometimes i'm mm -hmm. not going to do it no, and that's good. But it, so many people get the two of those confused. They'll make this laundry list that's 20 things long. And I'm like, you can't be all those things. And no. not everybody in your business family can be all those things. No. And so they're going to constantly disappoint you. Yeah. Which is going to create animosity. I'd, I'd say, I'd say an, organiza just, an organization carries three to five core values. I think an individual, it's much the same. Yes. Uh, you, you kind of go beyond that. It's like, all right, we're now looking at stuff that you aspire to be mm -hmm. and it's okay. That's good. You want to aspire to be those things, but yeah. you know, they, they, they fall into different buckets. Yep. No, absolutely. William. I think that's a really interesting. So, yeah. I think those are two great questions. Mm -hmm. Who am I supposed to serve? Yep. And how did you say this? Uh, how will or won't we behave? Yes. Yeah. That's yep. such so good. So good. So the next one, the next trial marker is strategy. Right. And so this is where we're taking a purpose. We're now saying, okay, we've talked about this high level purpose and how we're going to behave and our values and all these sorts of things. And we're now starting to distill it down because what we're trying to get to is remember the whole forged leader conversation. I know who I am and I know what I got to do next. Yes. Right? So we're trying to get down to the what do I do next? We're not diving into the what I got to do next, but we're getting there by a process of, of importance. And, uh, and so as we put in there, you know, the important next steps. So what was your key question there, William? Honestly, is it is just that. What am I supposed to do next? Like, <laughs> like, Keep it simple, buddy. If, Keep if, it simple. If, if you can't answer that question, like, but you so can't how would you, answer that question so, so unless you start let's, with let's answering that. So how would you start to unpack that? 
Well, for me, when we start unpacking that, I'd go straight back to your purpose. Okay, so who is it that you're supposed to serve? Right. What are the roles that you have? Yep. What and then then it's what do you want to do next? Is as simple as what is it that you want out of this air out of this role? Yep. And then then we start going through, you know, hey, okay, so if this is this is the overall strategy goal that the end result that you're looking to get. What are the objectives that you need to hit to make sure you get there? And then what are the key results to each one of those objectives that need to happen so you can get there? Yep. And then the key, talking about the, and then the key results then inform the the different items that you've got to take care of, mm-hmm. you know, the individual items. So, yeah. yeah. And that's exactly how I started unpacking it. And it was interesting. You know, I have a, uh, I have a group that meets on Friday. It was interesting to walk them through this, but it was really interesting to walk um, my class through this. And I'm going to refer to them because it's it's really kind of fresh because, yeah. but they're also young. You know, they're 18, yeah. 19, 20, 21. And so their roles are like, I'm a student. Um, I'm a friend in my sorority. But I'm like, you're also, one of your roles is future employee. And they're like, I never thought about that. I said, yeah. So what do you want to do there? Yeah. How does the, How does your purpose you know, how does, who am I supposed to serve start fitting into your strategy of getting a job? Right. And so it was cool. It was really fun to be able to unpack that with them and really kind of help them start down that road so that when they start looking for these jobs and then a couple of them were seniors or going on to, uh, you know, work on their masters or had one that was going to PA school, one that's going to med school. The fact that they did the work on the front side and being able to answer who they are really started letting letting them open up into strategy of how they want to move forward, what kind of jobs they want to look for, what kind of companies they want to look for, right? Yeah. And and those values that we talked about in purpose, hey, what are those values in the companies I'm wanting to go work for? Yeah, yeah, the congruence there is so important. But, you know, you even think about it, you know, a lot of these students, they're going to go through seven or eight jobs before they maybe get to one that's like, yeah, this is it, right? Mm-hmm or maybe before they start a business or whatever it might be that they end up in. And so, you know, I, I was just talking with someone about this today on, on one of my coaching calls and said, you could be driving a garbage truck with absolute purpose and clarity that that's serving something that needs to be served, mm-hmm. right? It's not necessarily serving the company you're working for, by the way. It might be serving a direction. It might be serving a, you know, I get to I get to drive around the neighborhood and 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 experience the neighborhood, or I get to... I get to connect with a bunch of people I otherwise wouldn't get connect with, or it it serves my family because it it pays reasonably well, mm-hmm. and uh, or, or whatever it might be. It may not be the end goal dream thing, but it but it's taking me there, mm-hmm. and it's taking me towards the ultimate place that I want to serve. Yeah. You know, you and I have talked about this a lot, and one of the things that I'm very passionate about is how do we build economic communities in developing countries, particularly mm-hmm. in tier two cities. So that those communities, basically small to medium businesses that are growing and scaling, can then impact that city positively. Yeah. And uh, and so I do that a little bit as a coach now in, in individual businesses. So not there yet, but I'm on that journey to get there and I'm learning on the way. I'm learning about the nuances of business. I run my own businesses, you know, all that sort of thing. And it all serves that, you know, that purpose, that thing that I feel like I'm called to serve out there in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that's so true. Um, and and I love that. I, she, you saying that reminds me. I, you know, we've got a, a a colleague that we both know. Um, he has a a ministry that does a construction ministry, 
And one of their goals is honestly to do just what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, and it's something that will support the local community. It's going to help support the mission of their, of their, their, their construction company and, or the, the, what their ministry, but it'll do all that. You know, and so it's just it's going to be really, really neat. So, what is your question when it comes? Yeah, to yeah. So, my question might training. require a much shorter discussion. I don't know, but it's but it was funny. I was just kind of thinking about over all the years and all the conversations I've had when we started talking about strategy. It, it is you know, I just one of the first questions I used to get asked all the time in my early years back in the late nineties was, "What is it that we don't know?" Right, and it was a really interesting question because it's kind of a you know, it's kind of a funny question when you think about it. Like, why are we asking a question about what we don't know? Because if we knew it, we wouldn't be asking a question, or maybe we're asking different questions. And and the whole point of it is is to spark creativity. Is there something we're missing, basically? What are we looking, what what are we what are we looking past? What are we not paying attention to? Where do we need to innovate? All those sorts of things. And so it lines up if you think about, you know, those the four questions, what's working, what's not working, what what needs clarity and what's missing right? It lines up with the what's missing, maybe with the, with the what's need needs clarity as well, but it lines up. And these are therefore strategic questions that I ask of every single client that I work with in terms of helping them get things into strategic buckets uh, to be able to then start, you know, go down the objectives, key results path you were talking about. And so, yeah, it was just a really, it's just a question I like. What is it that I don't know? I actually love that question. It's uh, and I kind of ask a, a a little bit of a different version of that. Yep. But it's what are we saying no to? And it just because oh, it does oh, the same oh, thing. What are we saying yes to that we shouldn't? <laughs> well, but which which but, then leads to what should we say no to? It was it was yeah. kind of funny. Um, I learned this question by talking to a guy who's a corporate trainer, extraordinaire kind of guy through Disney, yep. um, for years, and. What happened was they they had hired or promoted a manager to take over one of the restaurants inside of Epcot. And it was one of the most successful restaurants in Epcot. And it was a fish and chips. It was an English pub. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah he told me this one, yeah. And yeah. during the time he was there, when he got there, everybody's like, oh, you, you, congratulations. You made it to the top here. Just sit back and enjoy the ride. And he's like, yeah, no, that's not going to work. Hey, what do we need to improve on? Where can we get better? You know, he's asking all these questions to his leadership team and his team there. And they're like, oh, it's perfect. It's perfect. And finally, he comes back and he goes, so what are we saying no to? And someone's like, well, we get a lot of to-go orders or requests for to-go orders for our fish and chips. And we just, they weren't set up to do it. So they had, you know, Dizzy's very yeah. much system oriented, you know, 100%. And he goes, huh, okay. And so he puts something together and goes to the leadership and says, hey, I'd like to put a fish and chips cart out front. And the thing took off like gangbusters. Oh, I bet. It, yeah. Without a doubt. And now it's right next door to, I think it's called Rose and Crown is the pub. And so now it's a standalone fish and chips place. And it is one of the, busiest locations in all of Epcot. That's awesome. And it all came from just this one simple question. What am I saying no to? Yeah. Or just like what you said, what is it we don't know? Because they didn't I was, know I that was, they were missing yeah, it's, it's that That's really cool. Like it's, and, and it's, yeah, I actually, it's probably even a better way to frame that question to my mind. But it's, it's interesting because, you know, like I was talking with a guy who ended up, he's ended up being a store owner or whatever they call him, a, um, of Chick-fil-A. And he was talking about at the time they were starting to open up a lot of, you know, we've noticed recently they've 
you know, the the number of franchises, the number of businesses out there has tripled, quadrupled. I don't know how much, but they they had a very careful strategy for such a long time under the under the father under um under Truett. And uh, and then with with the next generation, they've kind of gone a bit bit more out there. But one of the things that they discovered, because they were always saying we have one Chick Fil A in a in a geographical area, right? And now you're starting to see two, maybe three, depending on might be in a mall or. But you might mm-hmm. see two. So, for example, even here in my town, of you know downtowns like twenty thousand people, the county's a hundred. There are now two Chick Fil A's here, and they do it because they knew they were saying no to 30% of their customers because of the line at the drive-thru. Yep. Even though universally they're known to be quick at the drive-thru, they knew they were still learning, uh, uh, sorry, leaving 30% of their business on the table at mm-hmm. both. So you built, so at one, so you build another one. And of course, then you start to take care of both. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting. It probably ends up being 40 or 50% more business. So yeah, they, they had to ask that question, you know, kind of what are we saying no to? Yeah, and, and from that, they were able to form a strategy, yeah. very key, you know, open. They knew what they needed to do. They knew what objectives, they knew what their results needed to look like to get into those places. And it all came from that, that question. Right. So that's, that's, right. that is so yeah, how do we awesome. solve that problem because one they didn't want to end up like was like Subway where you've got one on every corner and they're all carnaging each other's business. I mean, Anyway, we did in the interest of time, we do need to move on to the third trail marker, William. Uh, people. Mm. And this is, you know, I love this one. I mean, and, and you and I always agree that it is all of, always about people. And so inviting the right people on the trail with you, you know, who are those people? <laughs> yeah, it's, so, really, it's a really, it's a good one, William. You know, like the whole, because we used to have people as our second trail marker, remember? And then mm-hmm. we said, well, hang on. If you know who you're supposed to serve, you're not going to need to know your strategy before you start thinking about the people you need to bring around it, mm-hmm. right? And so, so this whole people space is very interesting. So, so yeah, tell me about your your primary question in this one. So, I think the big question that I get all the time, but it's also the question that I ask is like, who are your people? Yeah. Or they go, hey, who are my people? And I'm like, well, let's start talking about that. And so, how do you how do you start defining who those people are in your in your sphere, and and honestly, it it tags directly back to purpose, where we talked about values. Yeah, what are the characteristics that you're willing to accept, right, or the behaviors that you're willing I think, to? Accept? I think you're starting to touch on William that these all might be interlinked. They might actually really? be a trail that you know of continuous. <laughs> this this know, is a loop process. Crazy notion. We've never talked about that before. <laughs> no, but it, it's it's it's, and I think that's the the biggest one is you know it's maybe you know who are my people or you know do I have the right people? How do I how do right. I know I have the right people on my team? It always has to go back to the to the top to and and you kind of you lead it through that process of hey do, do they fit into these do they fit into these areas with you? Are they making up for a weakness that you may have that they so they they have a specific role that fits into your purpose and your strategy and and how how that works? You know, but I think the other side of that that I always like to ask is, are you the right people? Yeah. Are you being the right people for your people? Right. Yeah, that's a big one. Very reflective. That's a big one. You know, the the amount of times I see, for example, CEOs or senior leaders of business that are past their due by date in terms of handing it on to somebody else. Mm-hmm. They don't need to. They don't need to even step aside. Like I'm working with one client at the moment, 
younger CEO and he's just like, it's it's past where I can effectively run this as a CEO. I'm going to hand on to someone else and I'm going to go out and develop the business elsewhere. And uh, and he's totally, totally fit for that role, even, even though he owns the entire business. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, interesting space. And it, and, it, and that plays back into, you know, because one of the questions, and I'm, I'm going to go in a slightly different direction with this, but, but one of the questions was, you know, like uh, Jim Collins talked about getting the right people in the right seat on the bus, right? And everyone uses that statement now. It's like, I've mm-hmm. got to get the right people in the right seats. And so ever the coach, <laughs> I like to turn around and go, so tell me about the bus you're driving. <laughs> and and they usually stop and went, hmm. In fact, I've got one client who says, the right people in the right seats on the boat. So obviously he's a boat guy. Okay. And uh, so same idea, but it was like, so tell me about the bus you're driving. Like, where's it going? What does it look like? Is it a executive coach? Is it a, you know, are we doing a long trip? Are we just going around the corner? Are we mm-hmm. picking up people along the way? Are we dropping people off? Yeah. Uh, there's, there's so many different things, but it, but it's funny. It's kind of, um, uh, that kind of really plays into the question that you are asking there. And it probably points a little bit back to the strategy as well, right? Mm-hmm. You know, what kind of bus are we driving? Well, that's the strategy. Well, uh, yeah. Is is your bus a two-seater? Is it a 12-seater? Yeah. Hopefully it's not the short bus, right? But uh, <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> at ease. Simmer down. <laughs> well, actually, no, a short bus is good. But um, it's just that like we might have a smaller team. <laughs> but yeah. So it, look, I think it's just, I think it's just one of those things, you know, like what kind of bus are we driving? But that points back to strategy. So I felt like I kind of had two for strategy. So so the, the next thing is kind of like, um, you know, and, and I've got a lot of clients, they're in construction, they're in architecture, engineering trades, and they're all like, I, they're not alone. Most industries are struggling to find good workers mm-hmm. right now, right? Yep. And so um, so the the conversation often is, I need to hire people quickly. I need people now. How do I make sure I don't just hire a warm body? And and it's a it's a challenge, right? Because I need people right now. And so my you know, so we we asking that question all the time. I I introduce a framework typically to clients that I call attitude, aptitude, and skill, right? Mm-hmm. So we're looking at the attitude, so those those things, the behaviors and what they bring, the aptitude, which is kind of some of those deep ingrained uh things about them, like are they self-starter, are they more entrepreneurial, are they willing to take risk, whatever it might be. And then the skill, right? So I always say skill comes third because the right attitude and aptitude will learn every skill you need them to learn, even if they don't know anything about your industry. But obviously, they're probably not coming to you for an interview if they're not in your industry. And so let's look for that first. And then that plays back, right, into culture, into purpose, Mm -hmm. into values, into the strategy, (laughs) kind of clients we're going after, all that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So. I think we keep we keep reiterating that this is this is kind of a, a cyclical thing. Yeah, I mean it's it's funny. I love the fact that you put skill last in that in that in your statement there, because I have said for years, like I don't, especially when I was working stuff like I didn't necessarily need to hire someone who had skill. I mean, it was nice if you had skill, but I was more concerned about hey, what is your attitude? What is your your willingness to learn? I can. I can. I can teach someone to do what I need them to do if they have the willingness. I love Patrick Lencioni said it, uh, hungry, humble, and smart. Yeah, smart, hungry, and humble. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Mm. You know, I mean, there's a desire to grow and learn, desire to, you know, to be honest. Yeah, I've always heard, I've heard it for years, that, that statement, you know, stay hungry, stay humble. 
just like keep getting after it but there's no way you see it and what's real but the cool thing that i loved about the smart part when when he talked about this and for me when it even came skill i started having to reframe that under the eq not just necessarily iq right so hey are they capable of working well with my team yeah you know and it's and it's really i mean it's it's not as much standard practice as it used to be but when I used to hire somebody, I would interview them and then I would bring them back and they would do what was called a stage. And basically they would come and they would work in the kitchen for a day. Mm. And I could watch how they interacted with the team. I could see what their skills were like. I could kind of see what they, what their work was like, you know, their work ethics. Did they work hard? You know, were they a big pain in the, you know, what? And so, and it was very, I mean, I'm not saying it's not still standard practice, but it is. It was very much standard practice, you know, a few years back. It just, hey, cool. You want, you're interested? Great. Come hang out in the kitchen for a day. Now, there was another yeah. side of that, which was, hey, let's go out and drink beer at the end of the shift. And then we kind of really find the story. Really get to know. Uh, look, I've known some really cool executive hiring strategies, like one, one guy who would take, he would take, uh, if it was a key hire, take him out for lunch and the restaurant would be, briefed on screwing everything up and uh and just to see how that person would react under pressure mm -hmm. in, in situations and so you know decide who he hired based on that usually because you know particularly at, at senior level they're coming at you with a fair bit of skill and they're mm -hmm. certainly coming at you with the right the goods to be able to at least present a good attitude they've done enough interviews and enough pretending in the past but um, yeah, it's an interesting one, but we really need to keep moving on, man. But uh, Just, I, I want to do, I got to say one more thing. Oh, right, I think right, this right. ties to the Invictus statement that we had from the movie Invictus last week, right? He can get elected, but can he run a country? It's a good question. I can get the job, but can I do it? Yeah. And yeah. the only way to do that is to. And you've seen, you've seen all those, all, all the, uh, I think they're TikTok memes or something, but I, I see them on Instagram where it's like, you know, lied on his resume. You know, it's like, <laughs> just go and watch some of those. They're pretty funny. <laughs> oh. But um, I'll not, take a look at funny that for the business. That's for sure. No, definitely not. But yeah. yeah. So, so the fourth one is communication. So this one's really important because I've, I've got my purpose. I know, I know who I'm supposed to serve and I'm, I'm getting clear on that. I've got my strategy now in place. My objectives, key results, and I'm getting after stuff and I'm staying accountable. Mm -hmm. I've got the people now coming in and I'm, I'm hiring the right people who are helping me get after that strategy so now i've got these people on board i've got clients i've got vendors i've got to be able to communicate mm -hmm. right and so so we put it here as providing the right conversation at the right time right yep. and, so, and so very general but we're not going to unpack that too much because we've got the questions to unpack but it really is communication is how do we have those great conversations mm -hmm. so i'll go first because i let you go first before but um <laughs> For me, it's it's very much uh, the, the thing I've seen all the time is as we started to build something out, it's like, how do I get this out to the front line? How do I communicate to everybody and get everybody involved in the communication process? I, I wouldn't have a client where we haven't had that discussion. I love that. How do I get everyone involved? Because that's, that's not just saying how, how do I send my message out? That's saying, how do I get a message back? Which is the honestly, I think listening is more important on the communication than actually talking. Right. 
And so, I, I mean, I I love that that vision of getting them involved from the standpoint is I want to listen. I want to hear what they need. Yeah. And so some of that, you know, I've seen some of that where it's like you actually involve them in the process of fashioning communication statements. Mm -hmm. So if you're, if you're developing, so a lot of companies and a lot of businesses, I encourage them to, to develop brands around things they need to communicate to make mm -hmm. them easy, cliched, memorable, you know, and, and retainable, basically sticky. And, uh, and so, you know, from my background in marketing, using the same tactics you would use in an advertising campaign or a marketing campaign. In fact, with some clients, I'll even develop a media matrix. Here's the different ways you're going to communicate and how you're going to use, you know, for example, we're trying to get culture out there. So, um, you know, particularly their vision, their values and, and their purpose statement, you know, it's like, don't, don't just sit down in one session, tell them all, stick it up on the wall and forget about it. It's like, just drop snippets in. If you're in a standup bring something to that, like this, this value of honesty, what does that mean to you, Bob? You know, and, mm -hmm. uh, and all those sorts of things. And you just keep unpacking it bit by bit by bit. If you do that in every interaction as a leader, you know, that's thousands of communication points where you can reinforce what you're on about. You can reinforce the company purpose, the culture, the values, um, the strategy. Yeah, no, that is so, so true. I mean, the, the importance there is the constantly saying it and and not necessarily saying it like it's written on the wall saying it in a different manner you know um to kind of tag on to get everyone involved in the communication process a church i used to attend they did this really cool thing when they started making their 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 bulletins or whatever and they put it all together they had people read it everybody looked at it and then they're like you know what let's send it out to people who don't go to church hmm. they rewrote the whole thing yeah because I they're like the, the, literally the feedback they got was, oh, great. Um, I know when to drop my kid off. I know you have daycare and I know there was a service at these three times. Didn't say anything about their purpose or their values, which is what they wanted to make sure they were getting out there. Yeah. You know, which is which is what would invite people to come in. Yeah. Is and I want to be a part of that because I understand interesting that. question in there too. Like if we were gone from the community tomorrow, would anyone notice? Yeah. I've seen churches legitimately go out and survey about that. I'm dealing with a client at the moment. They're one of the largest in their industry in the county that I live in. And half the county doesn't know about them. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. crazy. Because they work in the, in the counties up north. Mm -hmm. but, uh, but yeah, they've got this huge market sitting here that they just haven't tapped. But it's is also about how we communicate, you know, with, and so one of the things, for example, I do with one client, uh, electrical contracting company, I'm working with three levels of leadership and in every, like, so the, the second two levels, I do like a group coaching session with them, mm -hmm. training coaching. So I work, so I work with a company up, up, up here in, um, in North Carolina, electrical contracting company, and they basically have this P3 strategy or P3 document. And so what I do is in each of the sessions with them, I'll sit with the leaders and say, Hey, tell me something like, okay, so one of their, one of their values is, is accountability or honesty or teamwork, something like that. And I say, so tell me how you've seen one of these values played out and how that made a difference to the business. Tell me how you've communicated that to your team this month. Mm -hmm. so I meet with them monthly in a group coaching space. And so it's just reinforcing. This is really important. So every interaction you have, you don't need to sit down and tell them all about all the, all the culture stuff. You just pick one thing yep. and say, what does that mean? And just get them talking about it. 
That's, I mean, it's so true. Is it, that is, it is not as big of a deal as people make it out to be sometimes. No, no. And if we're living it, that's half the problem solved. Mm -hmm. Well, that's we're half the need, problem. We still is, need to talk about most it. Most of them aren't living it. They just wrote them up on a wall and put right. a frame around it. Right. So for me, one of the big questions that I, I've navigated with, with people, but it was also one that I navigated personally, is like, why is my team not listening to me? Oh. And this, the answer to this one is going back into the people section of this, of this trail marker and reflecting on myself. Am I being ah, people yeah, we missed that, in that the, my team one needs of the key to things be. in the people section is taking a good look at yourself. Yeah. That's, you, that's great, William. I love that. But I, but it's funny because when I see people not listening, um, purpose and strategy are also broken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're 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 yeah. not they're not bought into what it is that you're yeah, well, you're wanting to do. Buy into, often exactly. And so that's it starts. You know, it starts with 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 those two, both those. You know, purpose and strategy, but also, hey, look at yourself and and let me, tell me why they're not listening to you. Like, right. what is the message that you're sending? And, and I tell that story in our first podcast about the message I was sending to my team. Yes, what I was at. Yep. And so that's exactly what's going on there. Well, so, that's, and that's where there's a huge value in in things like 360s and cultural reviews and mm -hmm. stuff that's so easy to do for a company today. Yeah, there's no excuse it, for not knowing that stuff. No, there's not. I mean, and it's just it's, sometimes it's 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 without a doubt it is a hard thing to do. There's nothing yeah. easy about sitting down and, and pulling some of maybe not your peers, but the people that work for you or even your friend group. Hey, man, like. How do I communicate to you, or how do you how do you receive? And it was amazing. This was a this was also a very pivotal moment in a class that I taught uh, this past semester with a lot of the students talking about having to go back and interview my friends and ask them about how I am, how I communicate with them, and how effective is that, and, and getting their feedback on me. <laughs> They're like, man, I had to make some. Riddle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but all of them came back and was like, I. It was great to hear this because I, I realized that I wasn't providing what I needed for some friends, but it also gave them the ability to go, hey, I don't necessarily have the capacity to do that. Yeah. And so they were able to navigate that conversation well on both sides to kind of find that right median area that they could they could communicate, you know, which like I said, is both listening and talking. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. That's so, a we are we are to the last trail marker. We which, are, we are. And like, uh, I'm not even sure how long we've been on, but like, this is going to be record for us, for our podcast. Um, but I'm excited about this one. So this is the repeatable process. Yeah. And this is about building a framework that makes it simple for you to follow or for your team to follow, but also repeat. Mm -hmm. How do you go through these trail markers? Like we said, it's 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 this. The secular, cyclical. Okay. There you go. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> it's it's they both the trail markers are cyclical, right? Yeah. It's not a switchback. It's 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 hey, how do we well, go we've back? We've already shown right. As soon as you get to communications broken, communications broken because you haven't got the right people communicating stuff. You haven't got the right people communicating stuff because you haven't got the strategy in place properly. Mm -hmm. You haven't got the strategy in place probably because you don't know what you want or who you are. And so for me, when I start thinking about repeatable process is 
I mean, it's funny because it kind of tied in a little bit about what you said in strategy, but it's, am I doing the right thing? Nice. <laughs> like I was listening to a podcast earlier um, today and uh, they made a comment about these mantras and, and the book's kind of based around these mantras that are in the military. And it was uh, um, death before dishonor, mm -hmm. right? Which is kind of intense. Mm -hmm. But then he broke it down and it was very simple. Is what you're going to do going to stand up if you have to stand in front of the green table? And the green table was like you had to go present to the, the top dogs why you made the decision to do what you did. Right. So am I doing the right thing? Yeah. And that absolutely and, comes out of the other four being well and, well and truly in line. Yep. Brings you, you right back to the that, top. If you cannot answer that question, you haven't answered the other four. That's exactly right. And so that's where that's where I that's where I personally think when I'm processing, hey, repeatable process for me. Am I doing the right thing? Am I going the right direction in how I'm building my business or how we're building our business? And I start going back in and going, okay, hey, where where's our purpose? Is it aligned right? Am I am I skewed here? Okay, what's what are the strategy and and the okay, you know, our objectives and key results are are they going right? Oh, wait a minute. And you can, and you start seeing, you see, so you're going back through that pro the whole process again. And so, I mean, I'm just able to answer yes or no in some of these areas. Right. And if I'm answering no, then let's dig into it a little bit. But if I'm answering yes, then I can go, I can go right on to the next one. Yep. Yeah, that's good, man. I look, and the question for me that, that has really jumped out probably more recently. Um, and it almost, you know, almost made me totally reframe. Do we call it repeatable processes? Do we really call it that or we, do we call it this? And that is what repeatable outcomes am I trying to get? And so it's, you know, it's kind of a begin with the end in mind approach mm -hmm. to it. It's like, so what outcomes do I want to get? If I want more accountability, right, then I need to put in rhythms of accountability, like the daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly rhythms for objectives and key results. Mm -hmm. You know, if I want, if I want uh, repeatable um, outcomes in terms of a quality product going to the client, I've got to make sure that I've got continuous improvement teams working on improving the processes. Mm -hmm. You know, if we need to get more profitability or more time or whatever it is, I've got to make sure that those things uh, are constantly in place and we're constantly building onto the process, onto the, the processes we've already got. And, uh, and so for me, it's very much, a, it, it's very much about, okay, so what outcome am I trying to get here? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and again, I mean, that does not sit absent of the other four. <laughs> I mean, success is not, you know, it, it, the goal is success at one of these these things, you know, reaching that, what is my purpose? Who am I supposed to serve? Checking that kind of box in there. It's not like a one-time event. It just said come and then it's gone, right? It is, it's it's a result of consistent effort and commitment of I, doing you know, right. A buddy, mine, a buddy of mine would always say success is not optional, mm -hmm. but you can't just opt for success. Like exactly what you're saying. There's got to be repeated things. There's got to be rhythms. Human beings mm -hmm. are wired that way. We're wired to be rhythmic and to and to work in patterns. Even when we don't think we do, we still do. Oh, 100%. There's ways, there's ways we sleep. There's things we talk about. There's what we believe and how we process information. There's yeah, so I mean, many rhythms. It, it keeps you on track so that you can maintain the momentum that you have as well as achieve that long-term goal, that long-term right. success. Yeah. So it's, it's it's just what you were talking about. It's it's what is that end goal result? What is that long term vision that I'm going after? And if I you know if I keep doing it 
I keep getting better at it. I keep getting better at it. I keep refining how I'm doing it. I, you know, or, you know, you, you, and, it, you, and it's flowing out of the other four, right? It's because yep. it's basically flowing from who am I supposed to serve all the way through to, you know, now I've, I've built this into repeatable processes. I'm getting repeatable outcomes that I want or that are wanted. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and we just keep going through that process. Am I staying on task when it comes to my purpose? Am I staying on task when it comes to my strategy? Do I need to adjust? That's why we set rhythms of adjustment into it. That's why we have continuous improvement mechanisms in business. They're so important. And, you know, I'm working with startups when we're developing something is very different to versus then, okay, now the development team becomes your continuous improvement team. Mm -hmm. They're not necessarily putting something new together. They're now improving what you got. Yeah. And so it's knowing where you're at in those spaces is so important. So important. It's, I mean, I, I love watching this just every time we talk about this, it's just how it flows so perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. Just, it's, it's, it's almost effortless. It's almost effortlessly. Yeah. Well, I said that, I think. Well, hey guys, um, I hope that you enjoyed today's podcast. This is something that Jono and I actually do through our company, The Forge Leader. We work with the business leaders of businesses and come alongside them and, and walk them through the trail marker system that allows them to, to define their purpose and build a strategy that's going to get them to their goal that aligns with their purpose and making sure that we have they have the right people around them they have the right bus as well as the right people on the bus yep. and that they're able to communicate that effectively and listen to what it is that their teams need, but then ultimately helping them create the process that's going to allow them to do that. And then, then we step into them with that process as a level of accountability to stand, stand alongside them and ask these, ask these difficult questions. Yeah. If this is something you are interested in, we would love to hear from you. We have a, a website, theforgedleader.com, and you can connect with us there. Um, you can also connect through our, I think we have a website for our podcast. We'll have to make sure we put that on the webpage as well. If you are interested in just getting these questions so you can reflect on them, which would make us happier than anything, hey, then message us and we will send you these questions. Yeah, we'll or, join our, or join our LinkedIn, our LinkedIn company page as well. Yeah, uh, the Forge Leader, and uh, you can find us there. The questions are posted there, and uh, these podcasts are as well. So, absolutely. So, with that, John, you got anything else, my friend? No, nah, I think I think we're done for the evening, mate. It's uh, it's been a great conversation. Actually, it's been really fun. You know, so as I said, every week we just want to unpack more questions, helping mm -hmm. people to reflect, helping people to get more out of what they're what they're after. Awesome. Anyway, hey guys, thank you again for listening. Um, don't like forget to like and share if you're on the on please please do let people yes. know you know we're we're really just getting this thing going and really think these reflection questions are going to help a lot of people without a doubt that is exactly right please like and share with your friends um let us know um if we suck or if we don't suck because we don't want to suck <laughs> anyway hey this is william and Jono with the walkabout podcast and we hope that you enjoy the journey thanks a lot